You're listening to Think, Bank, Thought, a podcast about building thinking classrooms and teaching math. Hi, everyone. Kyle here, flying solo today in this episode. We just wrapped up our school year here in Saskatchewan in Canada, so we're all on summer break and enjoying our time away from work. But rest assured, we're planning to continue producing episodes on the podcast. We have some good interviews lined up. Megan and I are going to continue our episodes where we're going through each chapter of Building Thinking Classrooms. So hopefully those are something you can look forward to. But for today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to revisit an episode that we did in our previous podcast, which was called RCSD Thinks. And in this episode, what we did is we went around and we interviewed a bunch of students who actually participated in Thinking Classrooms last year. And what I'm hoping you can take away from this is some of that student side of the Thinking Classroom experience get a feel for what students take away and what they're really noticing. And if you're like me, it'll help re-energize you and that hard work that goes into building a thinking classroom. Take a listen. We did something a little different this time. We went out to some schools and we chatted with some kids. It was time for them to have their say about the thinking classrooms. And you even chatted with some of my high school students here, and we're going to have a listen and a little chat about what the, these kids have to think. That's who it's all about. That's what it's all about. So we spent some time talking to kids. We had kids in grade one. We had kids in grades two, three, kids in grade six, and great kids in grade seven, and then your grade 11 were place students. So a wide range of voices you'll hear throughout this. I think you'll be able to pick up just on how they speak, which, which age they are, but it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I think it will be too. Yeah, so we might as well dive right into it. The first thing we asked the kids was, how has math been different this year? So take a listen. Let's imagine someone's listening to this and they have no idea what your math classroom looks like. What does it look like usually? So what happens is we usually like come in and she'll tell us like if we're doing that and then she like calls us to the back of the room and kind of like shows a demonstration on the whiteboard and says, this is the task we're going to be doing today. And she doesn't give us too much information because we have to figure out figure it out on our own. And then she sometimes she does cards, sometimes she does like popsicle sticks or just a random name generator and then um, we all go on different like whiteboards and then we work together to figure out the problems and then we stop like after decent amount of time and then we talk about it and like we go to somebody's whiteboard and other people have to explain what they think they did and then we have to write in a notebook like to our future self for like the next day so then if we do that same assignment will they'll help us so there's the whiteboards in order to one to seven, and she has the cards deck with four, four of each number from one to seven, and she gives everyone a card, and then you go to the whiteboard. You have more time for problems and to actually, like, learn. Mm-hmm. We also had to share the marker between four people, so, like, and then if we weren't sharing the marker, the person who got the marker the least would have to write, and the other people would have to tell them what to write. Math was the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And then people weren't looking forward to it until up to we start, started using the whiteboards. Yeah. So you think that's changed? Mm-hmm. People like math now? Yep. People are looking forward to it now. It feels really great to me. And um, I like all the clappy, like the numbers. Warm. Do you work with the same person every day in math class? No. What happened? We have Cubs number. There's numbers on it, and then we have to find the board that has the number on, and then there's a partner. And then if we're all by ourselves, um, well, the teacher will ask us 
um, to go in one of the uh, grapes. We will do it in like all white bars are in the falls. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this um JoJo randomizer, and it picks our groups for us. And the teacher uh, so like the first group goes to the first bird, cause like it, like so this is like the board. It's like big. It's split into two. There's one here, and then there's one there. But then sometimes, but then there's other ones that only have like one group on it. If two people get confused and the other one is not confused, they just will help us out. And if they want the marker and if they had the marker, they would just show us how to do it. And then we would get like more better at it and we will know what to do. And we, we draw, we have three whiteboards and we draw on them. And then we also have some white books that we draw on and then we also sometimes get to draw on the window. And they're like all spaced out around our class. I actually do work. You not usually do work? Even in some paper I don't. My brain doesn't pull piece. Uh, it was definitely a lot more hands-on. Like, uh, we were doing stuff in groups more often. Uh, we did like the, I forget what he calls it, but every morning we'd do an activity together relating to our units. So that was definitely different. I was kind of used to just getting notes and then work, and that was it. And mostly all math classes, or basically in every class, is just you're sitting down, teacher goes up to the board, write down notes, and you copy it exactly, and then you get your textbook assignment, and then you're basically done for a class. Hey, yeah. It's just you are the one doing it for yourself. The teacher will guide you to it, but you are the one who is actually going to do it for it because you're writing your own notes you're basically doing your own math and the teacher helps you and guides you with it cool well honestly it's like i find it's been like nice because uh, like with the whole like i guess sort of thinking classroom thing like i don't know per, like i have adhd personally so like being able to like uh move around and like do that sort of stuff it it, it is really like it has made like learning uh, a little bit easier and just a little bit more, uh, I guess, interesting to say the least. It was kind of a little off-putting. Took a little bit of getting used to. It was just like, well, I like my entire school career. You know, I've just been told to sit in the desk, do the thing, and then that's it. Whereas now I actually get to like move around. Um, it's a lot more. Not a lot more of sitting and just droning or the same work. It was a lot more like getting up, walking around, working with others, not working independently. As we like, usually in like other math classes, we work by ourselves instead of with other people. And it's not really like everybody working with each other, it's just independently. I didn't really like it to the beginning, but I guess I just got used to it. It was, it was okay. Uh, I've never really worked in groups in a math class though either before, so. Before in all my math classes, we'd look at a new chapter, we'd do all the notes, we'd do some questions together, we get an assignment or two, and then the test. But this, we kind of just looked at the basic stuff of each part of the chapter, and then we'd do it together on the class, but we didn't really do assignments in our workbook or any assignments at all except 
maybe one or two, and then the test. Um, well, I guess, like, with the whiteboards, we walked around class, and... Oh, yeah, the cards. Yeah, and he gave us cards, and then we had to go to the whiteboard that was assigned with that card, and then we had to work in groups, and then with tests, we had to do that before the test, and then we would rate the test. There was more us doing the work than him teaching, because we were more... Like, he taught us stuff, but, like, we had to do the work in groups. Sort of, um, encouraging us to talk more, get more comfortable with groups, and so on. All right, so that's what the kids had to say about how math was different. What, what jumped out to you, Dean? Oh, there's a few things that jumped out to me. Uh, one of the things early on is just, like, the kids understood the process, like, it's like they were reading the book, like one of our book yeah, studies really. kind of thing. Like they they knew they had to get, uh, you know, uh, to the vertical non-permanent boards. They knew they were put in random groups. They know they had a rich tasks. Like they really understood the, the, the process. And I think that's really important for students to understand that it, they're part of that process rather than just something done to them. So it was really cool that they understood what they were doing, you know, and, and they they became part of that and they just realized oh that's how we do math now yeah exactly and it was really interesting talking to like the primary students because i asked them how math was different and they didn't really have a different because they're so young in their education journey um they just thought this is how math was and they loved it but it was interesting to contrast that to, you know your grade 11 students who have been in school for a long time and we're talking about how math has been different in the past and that really stuck out to me does, does that hit home for you too oh yeah like you know most of them were saying like you know you sit down and you get lectured and you do an assignment and repeat it's kind of like washing your hair like <laughs> right it's thing i know sometimes i had some pushback at the beginning but then like I, I i hadn't heard those before and some of those things i wouldn't have guessed like in some of the the candid comments there really took me aback and and again, reaffirm that this isn't the way to go. And, you know, I really think that kids are starting to realize that math isn't something that should be done to them. It's something that they should be doing and being part of it. And it's something they should take control of. Uh, a really big point there was that, you know, who should be the hardest person, hardest working person in the classroom? Shouldn't be the teacher, right? It should be the kids. And they even said that themselves. So that that that's one of the many things that stood out to me. Another really cool point that I heard one of the students say was that, you know, we learn, learn, like, yeah. you know, and, and that was interesting to me because, you know, was, they were part of the process. They are no, they knew the difference between learning and mimicking themselves. And they, usually learning in a traditional math class is how do I mimic that? How do I play the game? How do I repeat and regurgitate yeah. kind of what's going on there where that learn, learn thing is like, or they're piecing it together. They're starting to make those connections. They're starting to build that foundation on their own and, and being able to think and, and problem solve and, and that rather than just tell me what I need to know and do that, that learn, learn really stood out to me. Well, and maybe they're starting to, to clue in on the difference between what it is to know how to mimic and regurgitate something versus actually deeply understand it and be able to apply it down the road. And I think having heard the comments that we're going to hear later already, you're going to hear a little bit more about that, which is exciting. It sounded like they really responded well to working in groups and having collaboration in math and also being able to use the whiteboards. Um, and we'll hear more about that because the next question that I asked them was about what, what did they like from math this year. So let's take a listen to what they had to say. What have you liked most about math class this year? I like math because it, like, because it erases racially and 
the lady and, and the white like, guy. How we have a partner. No, no, no. Because then if there's a mistake, you don't have to figure it on your own. The partner can help you. I, I love it because we had to like sell ideas. I like subtracting and having a partner nearby because they kind of tell us what to do and they help us. In a, oh. in a great Definitely in that group. Okay, so why do you like a group better? Team Ooh, team teamwork? What else? Because when you're like confused, your teammate can help, also help you. Oh, I prefer the board because it's because it, if you make a mistake, you can erase it quickly. But if you have a mistake and your pencil ran out of the eraser, you have to find the eraser. I like writing on the whiteboards. To me, it's kind of easy. But on paper, I hate it. Me too. I think it's easy because sometimes people daydream when they're doing on paper. And when you're with your friends, they may go like, but like wake you like, up. Wake you up and then like help you. And yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I never got to use like whiteboard markers on the board before, but now we use them like all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun. Uh, one of the issues I had for that was asking for help. Uh, the reason why this version of math makes it easier is because, well, if you're stuck, and so is your group, everyone needs to ask, so. And the teachers are all like coming around helping too, so. Yeah, it just makes it easier to ask, to ask for help. And doing it on boards makes it like, I feel a lot easier to actually comprehend what you're doing, instead of doing it on paper. It makes like getting ideas easier. So like, if you don't have any ideas, one of your group members has ideas. It, it just makes everything easier. So I figured in how other people do their stuff differently. So I could also use those ways instead of just mine. And then when you're doing group work on the boards, you like uh, get to like try out stuff all the time with your teammates. Cause it's like, you're not sitting in a desk all day. You get to like move around, talk to people, figure it out better, faster. When you're on the whiteboard, you're with a partner and it's more fun that way. Into things, like you could actually focus on what you're doing instead of sitting there like um, trying to like figure out the problem. You can actually stand up, get your body moving, and I feel like it worked better that way. Yeah, and just seeing like how they're like how they're doing in math and like how they're solving the problems again with the strategies, it's just interesting, but yet at the same time. You like learn new things from other people and they can learn new things from you. Right. Being able to be up and like talking to different people is nice because normally if you're just sitting at a desk working on a math problem yourself, you kind of just use the same strategies which might not be as effective. Mm -hmm. And you some and you can get sidetracked whereas in like the standing up at the whiteboards, there's not really time to get sidetracked. You're just like working on the problem constantly. And you like don't have time to sit down to like like rest your brain because if you sit down then your brain like stops working and so like you can do other things yeah and like writing down strategies that other people do like a note to your future self i feel like that kind of helped so like before a test you could read it and like remember how to fix the problem how to solve it and like what to do what not to do mm -hmm. there was a lot more support it wasn't just like well you don't get it whatever and i was like okay we'll work through it or Here's some extra work, or here's this to help you understand it better. It wasn't so like, 
black and white, I'll say. There's a lot more help and not just kind of like, well, well, personally, for someone who has a super small attention span, it's so much easier to be on the move, I guess I'll say, not physically, but uh, working on things and t being able to talk and being able to sit and listen to music or just being able to cater to my needs was a lot better than how some classes are like, no music, no talking, sit in silence where I can't focus. So it was a lot easier for me to focus mm -hmm. um, with this, I guess. I liked getting to work more with like the kids of my class because uh, usually it's kind of hard to make friends in a class when you don't really know anyone. Mm -hmm. It's my first year at this school, so mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone. So it was a lot easier to make friends in this kind of class. Not know like this is my first year here, so I I don't know anyone except for a couple people. But like, uh, it, it's like be just being put in like random groups. It was honestly just nice as a bit of like a social thing for me because now I can like, oh, well, I don't know anyone here. Now I can like meet new people on like a daily basis. Like I'm kind of forced to do this, which is nice. I can like meet people. Like I I didn't know who you were before this at all whatsoever. And now I like to play Minecraft with you and that's cool. So, <laughs> um, so when we would have a test, we would he would give us cards and then we'd go to the whiteboard and then we would have the test, the hand or the paper test and he would let us go oh, through yeah. questions. Yeah, we had like a review day where we basically showed us the test and we had to like do the test as like, a review. Has like help each other out yeah. in different groups and then the second day we would write the test. Yeah. Oh, a lot of uh, cool comments made there too. And then and I don't know if you've ever watched the Wonder Pets, but uh, they have a little theme, what's going to work, teamwork. And that really kind of came through to me. And that's one thing that I think is really special about the thinking classroom, too, is that, you know, traditionally we kind of, math is in a silo. It's a, it's kind of an individual thing. You know, you sit in your desk and you do it on your own and you're left to fend for yourself. And depending whether you want to ask questions or not, some kids are good at asking teachers mm -hmm. questions and getting extra help. But... Sometimes you also get, you train your brain to do it in one particular way. Whereas that just resonated with the whole thing about, you know, working together. That's what people are going to have to do in the future. I even had uh, in one of my other classes, I did a little response thing. And that's what one student said. It might be mandatory. And to, you're going to have to work with other people, right? You're going to have to problem solve and figure things out and see yeah. different people's ways to, to think. And you might have something to offer and they might have something to offer and we're better together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing with this too, is that math is better when we work together and we explore these concepts. And I think that is what really resonated to me with those latest comments. Yeah. There's a lot in there about group work and, and you might've heard our friend Megan in there because she was helping us interview some of those primary students. Um, and, and some of her, her students, they were all talking about how they loved working with partners or in a group. They all loved working on the whiteboards. What really stood out to me was how how much more comfortable the students felt asking questions, which is, you know, not everyone's there, but this really opened up the door to do that, whether they're asking their teacher or, you know, someone in their, a peer in their group, right? So that was really interesting. So seeing those things come through through the students' eyes, let alone with it being something we're wanting to pull out in a thinking classroom just to see the students are already recognizing it to me is just pretty profound. So um, one of the things though we also recognize is that, you know, not everyone loves thinking classrooms and maybe some kids had some some bumps along the way. 
Um, so one of the things that I asked the students about was what did they not like about math this year? So let's take a quick listen to what they had to say to that question. Sounds good. What has been something you haven't liked about math this year? Nothing. I like everything. The boards. Why? Yeah. Because when, if we work on papers, we can bring it home in. But if we work on boards, mom can't see, mom and dad can't see what we spent all the time on. Yeah, we have this seesaw app, so um, them take pistols. I'm I'm more individual, so I think paper and the textbook is easier for me. The only downfall is sometimes so your roommates don't really do anything, so then you're left there alone. Yeah, that has happened. I mean, if people don't like actually do work and they just sit there, and the teachers say to me, "I uh, give the work to somebody else," so they're all talking to their friends or they're just sitting there not doing anything. Okay. Frustrating sometimes. Why? Like, they might be writing slow and you got like three people to listen to. Like the first couple days that we like tried it, it was tiring because like you'd stand up and then have to like actually work. Um, but like when you're standing and then we got used to it, it started getting better and Sometimes if you come to school really tired, it's really hard to push through because you're standing up or like you don't want to fully participate. But if you just like try your hardest and like try to talk with people, it gets easier. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get out of your comfort zone talking to different people. I feel like that was probably one of the most challenges, challenging part of it. But I feel like after a while, you kind of get used to it and you can interact with other people and you kind of just like know I'm going to work with them, I'm going to like ask them questions and you kind of ask them questions, they'll ask you questions and you figure it out together. <laughs> um, standing for a long time. Feel? Standing. Like in the mornings. Okay. Like maybe if it was like after lunch or something, it'd be better, but in the morning, I don't like it. The constant standing every single time we did it. Because <laughs> um, it was like if you're like when you're doing the thinking classroom, you're writing on the boards. So you, all of you have to stand and you have to talk to each other while you're just there, don't know how to f just do the question. So it's just like you're going to other groups and talking to them and sitting down, which kind of made him frustrated. Cause it was like, I, at least when you guys to work, I know you don't get it, but it's fine. You just, you know, have to try. Uh, well, I know lots of us did like the standing. So a lot of, by the end we were, he was a little more lenient with the standing first thing in the morning. Um, I know some of us were having struggles with kind of just getting thrown right into it. So he'd give us more of like a explanation first, then we do the thinking activity. So that kind of changed a lot too throughout the semester. Yeah, honestly, now that I think about it, I don't really think I've had too many problems with like the way the class has been taught. It's mostly just like some of the subjects yeah, really. Like, I, yeah. that's actually weird that you mentioned that. And actually, no, I didn't really think about that. Sometimes the day, like, did kind of depend on the people that you were put with. Like, for at least, like, for a majority of me, like, it, it, like I, I didn't really have any sort of issues as long as, like, one person in my group was, like, doing the thing, doing what we were supposed to do. I was, I was usually able to be like, okay, well, you know, that's, that's some motivation. And then eventually just, it's like, oh, now two people in my group are doing your thing. And then the, the adds on. Um, I didn't really like getting assigned with people that I didn't really know or talk to. I 
work a lot better with people that I know or my friends and whatnot. There are people that would work with you, but then there's people that would just like tell you to do it and not do anything. Mm. So it was very difficult. There we have it. And no surprises, I think, to, to Dean and myself hearing, you know, some of the high school students frustrated with standing, but it was interesting to not hear that emerge with the younger students. Yeah, I just think that's what's going to happen through this too, but I just think that the high school kids have just been conditioned, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the longest time. And that's just the way they hang good. So I think it's also, it's not really being a tired thing. I just think it's a, a mental thing mm-hmm. and they kind of a barrier that they, that they've been entrenched into. But I also believe, and we were talking before, just might add years onto my teaching career, because once students get this for a few years, it's like those negatives are some things that, and they even said it got easier. Yeah. You worked through it. I heard that constantly too. Because it's such a shift for some of these students, you know, that's why sometimes a lot of people, myself included, like when there's change, sometimes you get a little resistant or, you know, but then once you see what's going on with you, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, and I think that's going to happen more as we move forward in this. For sure. Yeah. The other thing I kind of heard from a few students that they prefer the pen and paper, they refer to do it individual and, and, you know, and talking with the teachers afterwards, those are the kids that traditionally have been very successful in the, the, the former way that we did math in those classrooms. So they were still struggling to adjust because like, uh, like we've talked about many times, we've changed the rules on them. So they're adapting to this new situation and they're more comfortable in what it was, not what it currently is. I guess time will tell us if they, they persevere through that and become stronger in the end. But, you know, I have a feeling that they will. Uh, I agree. Yeah. The other thing that emerged, unsurprisingly, is when you're in a group that not everyone's contributing, right? Teachers are always concerned about this and this this comes up. But I think some of the things that Peter prescribes in the book, using some of those behavior continuums to, to, to nudge kids in the right direction, would be a way to intervene and help adjust some of those things. And I mean, recognizing that some groups are going to have an off day once in a while yeah. is totally fine. We just don't want to make it the norm. Yeah, no. And, and something, too, that I hear some of my students, too, is that sometimes as a teacher, you got to adapt a little yeah. bit. You got to you kind of like a bit of give and take, too. And you got to find your sweet spot. And you got to what might work in one class might not work in another class, too. And you got to finagle it. But there's enough wiggle room, I believe in a thinking classroom the way you do it to meet the needs of your students yet still have that rigor and that grit and all the good things going on that that are happening you know in the thinking classroom so i really i'm so excited about the future yeah i'm excited about the future too and that's actually perfect because that's what i was asked the students next i asked them what do they hope for next year and we're recording this in june which is the end of our school year here in regina so it was a perfect time to ask the students what do they hope happens next year in math class what do you hope stays the same next year? That nothing changes. I hope it's going to be a lot harder. No, I, I, I want it to get harder. Okay. It's easy. The teacher comes up with spikes and he's like, Miss does. This is the final question. If you guys had to choose between the way we did math or the way it'd be like some other like way for like next year, which one would you want to do? Left this one. You are the man. I like how we do the math. It's fun. Working on boards. I'm gonna sort of be in like a mix. So like sometimes if we have to have like a test of what we are doing, like what we know, just to like check in on you, like that would be a good paper assignment. But then like 
when you're learning it boring yeah when we're learning it's a board thing because then it makes it like a lot easier to learn with the whole board thing it just makes asking for help easier so i hope we have boards next year the whiteboards and working with the partners i hope we still have a variety because it's not as fun when you just go in the textbook it's fun when you have like some in your workbook, some in your textbook, some on the whiteboards. Like working with a bunch of different people. It's nice to work with other people because then you like find new ideas. So I hope that continues next year. I I agree with that. Like just the whiteboards around the room, being active, seeing different people's strategies because you can be with ne- like new people next year. So just even being able to connect with them or see what they like about math kids like it more when you don't just repeat the exact same thing every day because then they don't look forward to it they're just like oh it'll be the same thing today than the same thing yesterday the support and being able to get help on exams and quizzes and assignments i hope he does the same but also takes everyone's opinions into it because you know because this is a morning math and every single day you have to just come and then just talk to people is really awkward especially when he like he didn't teach you the unit beforehand and then you just have to figure it out by yourself and you really get mad sometimes but then it's just the people you're working with doesn't do anything so you get frustrated so it's just not doing like thinking classroom every single day okay probably like once or two times a week in classroom or like everyone's in groups and they're all doing their own little thing it's like you look around and they're doing something, so it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I should also be doing stuff with my group, you know? I find the environments, like, really nice, and uh, even with as, like, bad as Mr. Benjamin's, like, jokes are, they're, they're still, like, pretty decent occasionally. <laughs> and still pity chuckle-worthy, you know? But I think it worked, like, I think it worked pretty all right. Like, I, I've never... I've never had a math class that's worked to this good before, with the majority of us being, uh, like, this is our second last year of school. Just introducing this thinking classroom was, again, like, a little off-putting and a bit of a shock. So I think if we can get this as more as, like, the regular, I feel like it would be much more um, substantial and effective in later years because that it would have been, like, the standard for, like, when they were starting out, you know? So uh, a few things right there at the end. I think your student hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what we're hoping for, to see this happen more across the division and and ultimately have students experience this year over year to carry things forward. Yeah, definitely. And the thing with the high school guys, from my perspective, is that, yeah, they've been learning how to play school for the longest time. And 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 I don't fast the teachers on it, but... It definitely, once you get used to it, you know, like on day five, you're here. On day 10, you're here. You know, you kind of get used to your routine yourself a little bit. It's a big uh, shift, and it's a big shock for a lot of teachers as well. It's not just the students. But I really did like yeah, the comment made there at the end there is that, you know, if the thing in classroom becomes a standard, it's going to outperform for more students and more teachers than the traditional classroom ever has guaranteed, you know, in my mind. Yeah, it's really impressive to hear kids 
recognize that as well. Like we, we kind of know that we've seen the research, we, we've seen it in action as, as teachers, but for the kids to also recognize it, I think is pretty, pretty substantial. Um, it was pretty neat to hear the, the students all wanting, you know, versions of this to continue on next year, whether their teacher stays the same or changes. I think that speaks a lot to how well it's worked for students, but also that they enjoyed it, right? You heard some of those students talking with Megan again, all giggling because she was telling us about how they went through the crazy baker problem the day before and they were still like going off about how they thought it was the funniest thing ever. But she was telling me about all the crazy math that they were doing well beyond what they expected them to be able to do at this point in the year. Actually, they had a lot of fun. And uh, I can remember when I first did it in class, like kids were still talking about it the next day in high school too. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, I didn't give them homework, but they were still going home and trying to figure out how to cheat the tax math, so to speak. Yeah. So they, there's a lot of like, you know, Sometimes when you just assign the, the 30 questions in the workbook, you don't get much out of it. Kids copy in the back, they copy each other in this. This is taking it to another level and the kids are really, you know, they're buying into it and they don't, sometimes they don't even realize they're buying into it. Yeah. But I heard so many good conversations that from students that struggled traditionally and that I had some students that might not have been successful in some of the high school classes that I taught but I did catch them on some really good days, and if they could stack more of those together, they'd be more than fun, and, and, you, and you, you could just see it's in them if they're allowed to help each other out. Yeah. Think a little bit and, and enjoy math and have, I heard fun a lot, like I said, and we need to definitely take this and keep running with it, I think. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and I and it's, it's just exciting to hear the kids be excited about this, and it's really validating in all the work that we've done over this last year. When I didn't pose this question to your high school students, because I interviewed them first, but I did end up asking our elementary students this next question, which I thought was a good way to, to wrap up this episode. Let's imagine you had to teach math next year. You're the teacher. What would you do differently? I would definitely do it on the boards, because if I put like a metal wall, I can just waste it. Games for kids, like math games, like dice where they flip it and then they add it or minus or something like that. Maybe give like already pre-done notes and then have more time for other things like um, more problems, like good problems, like something that would you'd actually use in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, if you are doing the textbooks, make it so we can work in groups. Yeah, like more group stuff with textbooks, because it makes it more fun and enjoyable. I'd probably do the same thing we're doing this year, because I'm really enjoying how we're doing, like, a variety of different things. I really, I'd probably do whiteboards one day, and then textbook another day, and then whiteboards again, like, and then maybe workbook the next day, because if you just stick to the textbook, a lot of kids get bored of it and don't end up finishing it because they kind of just sit there and then they like don't do good on their tests because like if you're just sticking to like one thing they're not going to like learn like because then if you're in the notebook they're not going to like finish it. Every kid has their own like learning pace and how they learn different so I feel like the whiteboards like the and the textbook kind of help just be more ready for it more on task and I feel like it kind of helps kids learn at their own pace while still being catched up not falling behind. Well I'm really impressed with these students uh, they get it it resonates me with it they realize that 
this gives them an opportunity, you know, to be leaders in the classroom and to take control of their own learning. And they realize that, yeah, yeah, you still have to have some notes and you still want to like advance your learning in that, but you can learn from each other. You can learn in groups. And I think they, they understood a lot of the things that the thinking classroom was trying to do to get them to, to move forward. Especially that last point there about learning at their pace. That's what I really enjoy too, is that they realize that this has different entry levels for students and every student has something to contribute to, to, to the group and to the problems and that type of thing too, and the different ways to learn and all that. And that's the thing I kind of mentioned earlier is that the students should be the hardest working people in the classroom, not the teacher. And you kind of get that from what they were saying in my opinion. You, you get that, but you also get the impression that they enjoyed doing it, right? Because this was presented in a way and all the tasks and all the work that they did was in a way that, that worked well for them and they were excited to do so. Like you have kids talking about how they want to have that erasability, which to me tells me they want to make mistakes. They want to be okay with being risk takers in math class, which has not been the norm in any math class I've ever taught. We have kids, they want to have fun doing this. So they're looking for those interesting tasks. They're looking for ways to talk to their friends and socialize while moving their knowledge forward. And the, the boys that were talking about the notes, right? It's really interesting because I think that's kind of what you did for notes this year. And here they are thinking that would be a great idea down the road. And I know Peter's mentioned that that's an alternative for dealing with notes too, when you're trying to develop those skills in your or, or if some students are missing. Exactly. And then you can still enter, come back and enter in. Exactly. So, you know, that, that kind of wraps up what we have for student audio in this episode. We started with about two hours of clips and clipped it down. And we were looking for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and honestly, there wasn't that much bad or ugly. We included all of it. It's just, it's incredible how much the students responded to this. And we recognize that not every kid's going to have this positive experience. But we're, we're hopeful that this will continue to grow and develop in our school division. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to hear the students' voices. Thanks for putting that together, Kyle. Thanks to all those teachers out there that uh, gave it a go and also let us chat with them this year and pick their brains and share their experiences. It's been just a, a blast. And hearing those kids today was the icing on the, the cake for me. It definitely inspires me and uh, hope it inspires other people out there as well. Yeah, we hope this has resonated for you and gets you excited about thinking classrooms. And if you have a story to share with us, We'd be happy to amplify that through this platform. There's a lot of, a lot of fun and, and a great way for all of us to grow professionally here. And I'll let one of the students close us out here. This is actually really fun. This was fun, wasn't it? Thanks for tuning in to Think Thank Thunk. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a new episode. And as always, keep thinking, keep thinking, and keep thunking.